All right. Hello, everybody. We are back. And uh, Grayson, we had a really, really great part two of Holy Ghost Stories, and I can't wait to get into this. So, yeah. yeah it was amazing. God was definitely moving in the building. So. Oh. Absolutely. Loved that, and it was just a really special Sunday for a lot of people, I think. Yeah, the uh, the two stories that Greg shared from Scripture were amazing, and then the personal story that we got to hear from somebody in our own church was mm-hmm. incredible. So, yeah, powerful for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And I know that there was just a lot of buzz about it, and so hopefully it was impactful to, to you out there who are watching and listening. Um, but it was a great Sunday, so if you missed it, you can go back to our YouTube channel and look that up and watch it. You really, really should. I highly recommend yeah, it. Yeah, you definitely should do that. Yeah. So, all right. So, um, Greg started off this week with, uh, another role that the Holy Spirit plays in our lives. And, uh, that is that the Holy Spirit, um, that role that the Holy Spirit plays is to change us to follow Jesus. And, uh, I mean, essentially Greg's saying that that's what he came here to do. Um, so the implication obviously is that there's change that <laughs> needs to occur. Right. And the Holy Spirit came to help aid with that change. We talked last week about he came to maybe point out those areas where we need to change, but he didn't come to just point them out and say, have fun, figure that out. Yeah. He actually came to empower us. And you sort of alluded to this last week during the podcast. He came to help aid us to actually make those changes. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is instrumental in us following Jesus, coming to know Jesus, putting your faith in Jesus. I mean, without the Holy Spirit, um, I, it, yeah, it's just absolutely necessary. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and so the, the change is critical. It's important. It's something that needs to happen. And, uh, you know, something that I thought about, uh, as I'm listening to, to Greg talk and thinking about this through the week is that, we can know a lot of stuff. We can know a lot of stuff about the Bible, about God, about sure. Jesus. We can know a lot of stuff about the Holy Spirit, too. I mean, we're doing an entire sermon series on the Holy Spirit, and we can walk away from these weeks with a lot of information about the Holy Spirit and about who God is. But that information, all the teaching in the world, is absolutely useless. It's worthless. It's not of any value if that information doesn't cause us to change. Yeah, and... and- if we're not becoming more loving people, uh, when we're supposed, when, when we follow a God of love, then there's, there's a huge problem there. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And, uh, and that change, as Greg kind of alluded to, that change is not something that you can pretend your way into. Yeah. You can't fake real genuine change. Right. You just, you can't, you can't fake that people, people recognize it. They're going to know, um, and the reality is maybe, maybe this is something that, and it's definitely something I've needed to hear at points in my life. So I'm not sure. out here judging anybody. Cause I know that I've been there just as much as anyone else. I'm not fooling anybody. You're not fooling anybody. People recognize if you're not, uh, if you're, if you're faking it, right. Um, if you come to church with that, that pretend, you know, we've got it all together, look on your face, or if your social media posts always seem to look so polished, you're you just must clearly be this kind, generous, happy, all the time, upstanding citizen, all the time, everywhere that you go. Yeah, you recycle every time and <laughs> yes, smile at yes. babies. Yeah. You've never thrown a plastic bottle in the wrong container. Right. Yes, yeah. exactly. And so uh, the reality is people know when they see those things that it's just, it's it's not true. It's not genuine because people people know that nobody's life is perfect. No one is perfect. And and. I'm pretty sure whether it be inside the church or outside the church, everyone knows that, right? 
Yeah, and, and like social media, like causes us to think, like, oh, like you know, this family, they just have it together. Right. Like, did you see the pictures from when they went to Disney? Like, that is <laughs> yes. a perfect family. Their kids didn't cry once or complain about not, not at getting all. a toy. Right. Uh, but I, the idea of, like, not being able to fake it kind of reminds me of the fruit of the spirit. Mm. And Paul talks about this. Like, the authentic fruit that comes from the spirit is love and joy and peace and all, and all these things. And we can fake those things. But if you like walked up to a real tree yeah. that had real fruit, you'd be able to tell. Mm-hmm. Like you, you know, you go apple picking uh, with your family. You expect to see like real apples. If you like walk up to a tree and there's like those fake plastic apples from Hobby Lobby, just like stapled to it, like you're gonna be <laughs> able to tell. That would and, be strange. And, and and like that's you know the, the kind of the idea is like we can't really fake it like right. people are going to be able to tell whether your life's been changed by Jesus or not right absolutely you're not you're not fooling anybody other than maybe yourself you're not fooling anybody mm. I, I i love that <laughs> the imagery may seem ridiculous but it's actually it, it's pretty much the same i mean i think that that's how obvious it is right it's almost as obvious as having an apple stapled to the trunk of a tree like it doesn't not even grow not, there. not only yeah it doesn't even grow there everyone knows this can't be a real apple it, that's not even where it would be if it was real and then you immediately you walk up to it and you're like that's plastic right yeah people i think people know that because i genuinely think that people know authentic when they see it true and um and they i think they also recognize disingenuine when they see it. Hmm. So uh, when, when they see people that are being disingenuous, they recognize that. Um, I, I just think you're probably not really fooling anybody uh, by trying to fake it. And, and to the point that we're ultimately trying to get to, I think is it's not going to work either. The change has been made clear through, through the Bible, through the, the old, the new Testament writers that the change needs to occur and it's not going to happen if you're faking it, if you're just not being authentic. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of like a warning, like to evaluate. We're not saying like, oh, everybody's faking it, but right. it is like, Definitely. you know, are, are, are there spots in my life where I really just need to take a step back and check my authenticity on that? Agreed. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Now, now one thing that we kind of maybe skipped over a little bit here is it is entirely possible that you may be fooling yourself. And I know I will raise my hand. I know I've been there. Like yeah. I know that I've been in those positions where, you know, you just, you feel like you, maybe you just are putting your head down and trying to get through the day, or maybe you're actively, you know, thinking I'm just trying to put on a brave face for this, but it, it may not be that conscious all the time, but I know we all find ourselves in positions where we're like, man, I was just, I was just trying to get through that. And I was just, maybe, maybe I was faking it a little bit. And maybe you kind of trick yourself into thinking I'm, I might be, I'm, I think I'm good. Right. Like I've hmm. either, I've changed a lot already. I've grown a lot already and I'm done. Like that's enough. I don't know if I can handle any more change and yeah. I don't know if I can handle any more growth. So let, just leave me alone for a while. Um, but we can easily trick ourselves into thinking I, I'm good. I'm doing okay. My life is pretty good. My kids are, you know, my kids are healthy. They're not in any big trouble. So uh, I must be doing something right. And, and to just kind of convince yourself that you're okay. Yeah. And like, that's why the mission at Fair Creek is to lead people into a growing relationship with Jesus Christ, because we're always growing and there's always room to grow. There's always room to become more like Jesus. And even if you're like, 85 years old and you're like okay like this is probably as good as it's gonna get like no like you could still grow in your relationship with jesus and if you're 85 and listening to a podcast good for you yeah absolutely agree uh 
there's still like growth even at that point. Yeah, no, totally. And, and this isn't a new problem, right? You think about it, the, the people that were considered extremely religious in Jesus's day, uh, they had, they had been fooling themselves too. They had convinced themselves that they, uh, were above the change or didn't need to make any change. In fact, I, you know, they were so pious and, and that's just a, silly fancy way of saying they were really full of themselves right they were just they were hypocritical and very full of themselves so much so to the point that they didn't believe that they even needed to change this this whole change thing not necessary i don't need it they literally had god living among them saying hey here's some things that i need for you to change and they they wouldn't listen to no i'm good yeah yeah they they wouldn't listen to him i don't need that yeah sorry (laughs) And, uh, you know, I definitely think about it's, it's nice to have reminders like this, right? Cause when I'm at home trying to get my kids to throw their dirty laundry in the washing machine or in their hamper and they won't <laughs> listen to me do it. <laughs> and it's like, I'm telling you, please just do it. Or when it's something, you know, far more important than that. And I'm like, look, if you would just do this, it would make your life simpler. It would make things easier or it would make your life better. And they're just like, I don't want to, you know, because I don't know why. Not that I ever did that when I was a kid, right? No, (laughs) never. Um, (laughs) It it helps. This kind of thing helps me to understand. It's like, okay, maybe it's not that ridiculous that they aren't listening to me. I mean, these people literally had God living right there with them. Yeah, it's their next door neighbor. Yeah, and they wouldn't listen to him at all. So so it's probably not that big of a deal that my kids won't listen to me and just keep trying to work with them, right? (laughs) Yeah. It gives me a little bit of patience. Yes, definitely. Um, You know, and it's always good to be reminded about, even just in my own life, how much patience God has had with me. That helps remind me to have a little bit more myself. Yeah. So it's a good thing. It's a good reminder to have. But it is interesting, I think, that, you know, he was right there. They wouldn't listen to him, so yeah. why should I expect anyone to listen to me? Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, but I also think that you know we should uh, we should want to be authentic. We definitely need to be careful not to be kidding ourselves into thinking that we're just fine. But we should want to be authentic, and we should. And, and you know, Greg talked about how this change that comes from the Holy Spirit will lead to an authentic life. And that really, that idea got me thinking a lot about authenticity in general. Yeah. Like, is that common practice? Is that something that people are used to doing? Is that something that people are used to seeing in others? And unfortunately, I feel like maybe I came to the conclusion, at least in my own head, and I'd I'd love for the listeners to tell me otherwise. Yeah. But I think I came to the conclusion in my own head that it's probably not. And I don't think that's a church world versus outside of the church problem. I think generally in the culture that we live in, as well as within Christian and church culture, it's uh, not maybe super common to come across people that are truly authentic. Yeah. Especially like as the group's pastor, I, I feel like you like kind of always are pushing people toward authenticity and vulnerability so. and, and, you know, as a group leader myself, a lot of times it's like, okay, let me lead out and just being genuine and authentic and vulnerable here. Because yeah. that might give someone else the courage to be able to to say, you know, what they're really thinking and what they're really feeling. That, definitely. I, I think you touch on a really good point there because I think one of the main reasons that people don't... Um, aren't authentic in their own expression is because they probably haven't experienced people being authentic toward them. Sure. Um, so they, people need that need to have that 
exemplified for them in order for them to feel comfortable enough to do that. So I think that's a really interesting point. This is not a, you know, uh, this, you know, we're not trying to be super harsh here, right? Like stop faking it, start being authentic. I'm like, I'm not trying to rail on right, anybody yeah. because I think we all find ourselves in that position. And again, if you haven't experienced people being genuine, then what basis are you going to have one to know how to do it? And two, to feel comfortable enough to think that you can do it. Um, so that's, I think that's a really important uh, point that you bring up. Um, but we should want that. Yeah. And, and as I w- was listening to Greg and, and taking some notes, I kept coming back to, you know, the Holy Spirit is changing us to be authentic people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so like naturally the question is like, okay, what's an authentic person? And I kept coming back to the idea that really Jesus shows us what true authentic personhood looks like Mm, yeah like jesus being fully man uh without sin and fully god shows us what true uh, you know what a true authentic life looks like so to live a truly authentic life means to become more like jesus wow yeah and you know asking those application questions of okay like what is the most loving thing for me to do here what does love require of me? It's a great you know, question. Asking questions like, okay, like if Jesus was, you know, in my shoes, like he he was working at my job on base and had like my family, how would Jesus live in in in, in this situation? And ultimately, if we're not becoming more loving people and we're not becoming more like Jesus, we're not living as authentically as we can. Yeah. No, it's so true. And, uh, and, and that should be enough, right? A desire to pursue Christ likeness and wanting to be more like him should be enough. And, and hopefully it is because that's number one, that is the pinnacle of like any reason that we should have to want to change is to allow ourselves to be made more and more into the image of Christ and more and more in his character and likeness. Yeah. Um, but in a very real and practical sort of way, I genuinely believe that people gravitate toward people, other people who are authentic and genuine. Yeah. I don't think people naturally gravitate towards people who, um, appear to be fake. Right. Uh, Like I just, I don't see that. Or even just people, maybe not necessarily people who appear to be fake, but people who appear to be perfect to have it all put together. Like that's not a super relatable person. No. Like let's say hypothetically that person truly is like, they just got their life really tight and buttoned up. Like that's not a very relatable person. No. (laughs) I look at somebody like that and I think, gee, that's really great. That's nice. I can never be like that. And I can never like, it's just not relatable. Yeah. But it's I like, think I'm people, just a normal person. Right. Yeah. I'm just yeah. regular old I, me. I couldn't be like that. I, I'm a, like an, an actual right. person. And but, of course, you know, yeah. disregard the reality that no one is perfect. But right. even if it does seem that way, like that's not a super relatable individual. Whereas I think people generally gravitate toward people who are just real and authentic. Warts and all, flaws and all, they, they're just authentic. I think people gravitate towards people like that. Yeah. And so if we want to have influence with, the people around us, our neighbors, our friends, our coworkers, then we should desire to be authentic. Absolutely. So I, you know, just something that I was thinking about with all that. So, yeah. um, you know, it, it, we already mentioned this and, and Greg kind of closed things with that, that change brought on by the Holy spirit, uh, leads to an authentic life. And so again, the implication that change needs to happen, obviously. So that right. needs to occur. And then once we come to that conclusion, like, yes, there is change that needs to happen, regardless of how much change I've already done, there is still change that needs to happen. 
then how am I going to get there? All of those kinds of questions then come. That's the role the Holy Spirit plays in our lives. Yeah. To help us be able to make that change, to point out to us the areas that need to change and to empower us to be able to actually make those changes. Yeah. So, and, and like sometimes like with Peter, it's like a more gradual thing going back to like the two stories yeah. Greg used. And then like sometimes with Paul, it's like this instantaneous, yeah, this change just happened road. overnight. Yeah. And yeah, but change has to happen from the Holy Spirit. Right. Right. Absolutely. And so in order to do that, we're going to have to be able to be, to want to, and to be willing to, to get real, to get real with God, to get real with other people, potentially at times to get real with ourselves. Yeah. Uh, And that can be challenging. That can be definitely really, really, really hard. Um, But if we're not willing to do that, then the change probably is not going to happen. In fact, I would say it's not going to happen. Right. So, so Greg also kind of closed with some, uh, a list of practical things. And I would love to go over the entire list because they were all really, honestly, they were really great. Yeah. But we don't want to keep you guys here. I don't want to keep you forever. There were, well, I mean, you know, maybe they'd be okay (laughs) with that. I don't know. But there were two specific ones that really, really stuck out to me. And I was interested to get your thoughts on those two things. Sure. So he listed off some characteristics that, um, define or describe a person who has truly been changed by the Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit. And these two really stuck out to me. One, you treat others with love and respect, not judgment. Mm -hmm. And two, you give up your own rights for the message of Jesus. But I I was interested to hear your thoughts on that. Kind of like running things through like the framework of like, you know, the most authentic person to ever live is Jesus. So, you know, everything on that list, if we look at it through, like, the lens of Jesus, should make perfect sense. So, like, the first one, like, you're a loving, not judgmental person. Like, uh, Jesus is the embodiment of love. Like, he yeah. literally, uh, you know, First John talks about God is love. Is love, so, yeah. And, and love naturally requires other people uh, or, or other persons of the Trinity. Um, and Jesus came to earth to be among uh, creation and to, to, to love to the point of dying on a cross. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and even like in the Jesus coming to earth and the whole Christmas story, like that is a mind blowing, huge laying down of his rights as God uh-huh. to take on a human body. So like yeah. even like that second point, like if you look at that through the lens of Jesus, like, yeah, he uh, is the epitome of that. Yeah, I think because he came as an infant, it's easy to maybe skip over that or gloss over just how big of a deal that was. Yeah, that he would actually, and again, even even to more so to the point, right? Not only that he would give up his rights as being able to sit on the throne in heaven next to God the Father and come to to earth at all, Mm -hmm. but also to not come to earth as a king or as a grown adult with strength and stature, but to come as an infant that that literally had to depend on other human beings. Yeah. Jesus didn't come as like Dwayne the Rock Johnson, like ready to just conquer. Right. No, not at all. Jesus like literally depended on people to change his diaper, the God of the universe. Uh, Unbelievable. It's, It's crazy. And so, so again, he is the standard setter for being willing to give up just about anything in order for the sake of the gospel, for the message of what Jesus 
did. Yeah. And uh, so if he can set that high of a standard, then we should be able to give up just about anything. And I would love to list off some of the things that <laughs> I see out there in the world and even within Christian culture that seem to be a challenge for us to give up. But I'm not going to do that. That might step on toes a little too much. It might step on my toes a little bit too much. And I don't want to <laughs> do that. But the truth is we can all think of those things in our lives that say, you know, this is something I, I think is, you know, I, I want to, you know, really claim a hold and grasp a hold of this right but am I willing to let go of that thing if it means having an opportunity to share the message of God of, of Jesus with somebody? Yeah. And if it does, if if it would open up an opportunity, I absolutely should be willing to let go of that thing. Yeah. It, just because you can do something doesn't mean it's the most loving thing to do. No, definitely, uh, and that's so true in so many areas. Just because, just because you can, just because you have the right to, doesn't mean that you should. At all times, uh, that's. Well, that's good wisdom to live by, I think. Yeah. Uh, for sure. So, well, cool. So those are two of the things that uh, really stuck out to me. I would love to hear your comments. Uh, the The list that Greg gave at the end of the message um, that we were just talking about, what was the one that stuck out to you the most? Yeah. Um, so write us a comment, send us an email, info at faircreek.org. Uh, we would love to hear that. But again, thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And uh, send us your questions. If you have questions, again, about the Holy Spirit, send a uh, comment on YouTube or send them to info at Fair Creek, and we will try to answer your questions. Yeah, and, and if you have friends or family members that you're like, oh, they would be interested in that, make sure to share the podcast. That helps us out a lot, actually. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, helps us reach more people. Yeah. Um, and, and I would love for everyone to be able to come on Sunday as we continue Holy Ghost Stories. Yeah, definitely. Part three, 9.30 and 11 at Fair Creek Church. Or if you're like watching from Nebraska uh, randomly, That's we love random. Nebraska. Glad, glad you're here. You can watch uh, faircreek.online.church uh, at 9.30 and 11 as well. Yeah, yeah. Don't miss part three and we will be back with you next time. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. Bye.